Guys, people, on today's show, I am joined by LaToya Early of Chase Great Enterprises. You know Toya, she's a friend of the show. You can find her on Instagram, at LaToya Early. We're going to talk about cutting corners in business, and we get real personal, real transparent. We talk about loans and stealing stuff that ain't yours. I mean, taking it back right back to the store. I mean, yep, we're going to have a great time talking and discussing this. You know Toya brings that good energy to inspire guys. People sit back, relax, and enjoy. Inspiration. The inspiration. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Welcome to Investment Season, people. Yes, you heard me right. It is Investment Season in more ways than one. All right, so let me just say this. First things first. Um, you know, our, last year, right, you had a situation where the pandemic happened. I think it was like March 16th that the stock market crashed. If you go back and look at pricing around March 16th, that's when a lot of things dropped. And I mean, prices dropped. And um, I don't know, by the grace of God, man, like I, I'm not, it wasn't necessarily hard to spot, like, but you look at these companies, things like airlines, cruise lines, and you could look at the companies whose value had dropped and compare it to where it was and just be like, all right, this is going to come back, right? And some people last year took advantage of it. They invested and they got a return on their investment, right? And the thing about investing is that you have to be willing to give up something in order to get something. That's what I like. That's what I really have learned during the pandemic when I sit back and look at like, man, people who invest, it's not like, and this is what I really need y'all to understand on this show. It's always bigger than money. It's always bigger than buying the next thing and consuming something. These principles, and I'm going to probably do a whole show. I think I've talked about it before, but I got to do it again. The parable of the talents, Proverbs 25, 14 through 30. I probably bring Lavelle on and we'll talk about that. Um, I got to do a whole show on that chapter because that is about investing, right? The one talent, the two talents, the five talents was a denomination of money. And so the master was upset. I'm not going to get into it now because we got to talk about that on, on another show. But my point is investing is a biblical principle. Investing sharpens your patience, right? Because it says... All right, I'm going to give something today and wait patiently until my return comes. Now, my return might not be a day. It might not be a week. It might not be a year. But I will get a return on this investment in due time, Lord willing, right? So business and finances, these these things went executed properly. The problem with us is this. We've allowed wolves, right? 
to represent the entire flock. And like, so it's like we get wolves that mistreat us and, and, and abuse the, the Bible and they, they misteach us about the Bible and biblical principles. And some people just out to get your money and they take all your money while they make like you. You've allowed wolves to change your mind. It's always going to be wolves. It's always going to be sharks. You got to realize that. There's no industry, there's no area in life where there are not going to be bad people because there are bad people. <laughs> bad people exist on earth. Breaking news. But you cannot let, let the appearance or existence of bad people to take tarnish what God has called for you. And I think that's something we struggle with. That's where things like church hurt and all these things come into play where a preacher did you wrong and you get mad at God, right? And I get it. I understand it. I, I literally understand it. And I sympathize and I have empathy for that. But also, I don't want you to, be, to let wolves and sharks stop you. You get what I'm saying? It's investment season. The idea of sacrifice. What does the Bible say? Pick up, Jesus said, pick up your cross. Deny yourself and follow me. To deny yourself is a sacrifice. And so this is what I love about investment, right? It, let's just say if today, if I have $500, like in our flesh, what we want to do is take the $500, buy, 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 buy. We just want to buy stuff. You get what I'm saying? Buy some shoes. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. You know what's really tough to do? Say, I'm not going to spend that $500. I'm going to put $250 in the bank over here. I'm going to do something good with $50, either bless somebody, bless a church, do something in my community, whatever, right, with $50. Then I'm going to take another $200, and I'm going to invest this somewhere. Whether it be, maybe I'll invest it in my podcast, right? Maybe I'll go and buy another Wi-Fi extender, because I, uh, which I literally just did today. I just purchased another one, a different, I bought the manufacturer brand this time. Versus the one I had before, which actually cost more and had, was, had some good ratings, but I thought I was doing the right thing. But right now I have to invest more money into another Wi-Fi extender because my studio, which is a beautiful, nice studio, you know, dropping these calls and making me come off as bootleg when I've invested time, effort, energy, and money into making this a dope space. However, have to exercise patience and continue to invest. Deny myself, deny my anger, my frustration, right? Um, maybe be able to withstand a little slight embarrassment or something because it's not going perfectly and I wanted it to go perfectly and I, right? These are all the things you learn from business. So it's investment season. It's time to be patient. It's time to give. It's time to identify the things that are going to give you a return. And that's what you're doing when you're giving your time and effort and energy to the things of the Bible, to the things of the Lord. You get a return on your, on your investment as a believer. That's what eternal life is. That's why Jesus promised us something. He's not just asking you to sacrifice and follow him and you get nothing out of it, right? You're not denying yourself for no reason. You get salvation, right? Saving, saved. So this idea of investing is biblical. When executed properly, again, not manipulated. I'm not saying this and asking you for money right now. I'm not asking you, yeah, 
You know, you're going to get blessed if you give me nothing. Nope. No, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. No, don't put those words up in my mouth. No, no I didn't say that. No, words up in my mouth. Okay, my bad. I'm back. So let's jump into this conversation. I'm going to call up Toya. Whenever I have a dope business topic, I love to talk to Toya because she just, I don't even have to tell her what we're talking about. I could just say, you want to talk today for the show? And it just happens. Like, she just is, we on the same, like, man, we on the same mindset. Like, so we could go there. We, we like, we talk through, we might agree, we might disagree, we might see something differently. But it's always dope with her because we just bring that out of each other. So let's hit up Toya and, uh, yeah, let's see what she got to say, man. Let's see what she got to say about this. Oh, you know what? Before I do that real quick, pick up your phone and text me, man. If you haven't texted me, if you're not a part of the Inspire Guys People text family, then you missing out. This is not spam. This is not promotion. This is literally, I do some videos um, that are unlisted YouTube videos, so you can only get them if you have the link. Um, and a few people who have the link, check it out. Um, thank y'all. I'm trying to get better. They're supposed to be every week. I've been doing them like once a month. I don't want, I'm trying to find that balance between like not wanting to spam you and like get on your nerves, but also wanting to be consistent so you can get that um, all the time. So pick up your phone and text this number, 833-946-2518, right? That's the phone number, 833-946-2518. You texting me, right? And uh, this is what I want you to text me. Just literally one word. Be inspired. Just text that. B-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. Be inspired. No spaces, nothing. All one word. When you text that, you'll get the auto reply back. And then the next time I send out a um, text family link, you will have it and you will get the inspirational video uh, that I sent out on that day. All right. Now I'm ready to. I can talk, talk, talk. Call Toya. Hey. What up, what up? What's going on? I don't know what we're talking about, but let's talk about it. Right, 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 right. All right, so look. Uh, so, all right, I was... The reason I wanted to reach out to you is certain topics that it's like, I already know I need to talk to the right person for the topic to, like, really, like, come through clear. And I know that you're going to add something to the conversation that I'm not thinking about. So what I want to talk about today is cutting corners in business. Okay. Now that's whether you are, oh, go ahead. My bad. No, I'm laughing. Go ahead. Okay. Now that's whether you <laughs> are, be interesting. exactly. Whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you are a business professional or whether you are, you know, conducting business with a contractor at your house or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm noticing that a lot of people like to cut corners, but they do it because they think it's a way to get ahead. You feel me? Mm -hmm. All right. So mm -hmm. look, I'll start off this way. I'm going to tell you, um, I, I shout out a text to the Inspire Guys People text family yesterday. So shout out to everybody who's a part of that. Um, I shot a text out to them, just a little behind the scene video. I was driving and I told them about this, this story. Basically the, the short version of it is this. I was, um, and I know me, you know, me and Meech been talking. So he been in the yard hours every day. I've been in the yard hours on the weekend. So I went and bought some new equipment. I had to fire my landscaper. So these people cut half of my grass two weeks ago. And then 
this week they just didn't cut my grass. And they said it was because it rained or something. I'm like, it's the holiday. Like, my, like, how you know I don't have people coming over? You feel me? Right. Mm-hmm. So I fired them because they cut corners. That's, that's part A. You got this business that's cutting corners, not communicating right. And I just had to let them go. And then I went and bought my own, some of my own equipment. Like, I hadn't had a lawnmower. I do, like, some things trimming bushes and cutting trees, but I was letting them cut the grass. Toya, I go to buy this piece of equipment that costs $400, right? This is crazy dope, like Edger and do all this extra stuff. I like to do, I like futuristic stuff. Okay. Tell me why I get home and they gave me two of them. I'm Hmm. sitting at home with $800 worth of equipment. Worth of equipment. And I paid $400 (laughs) and Father's Day is coming up. So I'm getting all type of tempted in my mind. And I'm like, yo, it's crazy how we can get tempted, right? Like whether it be, oh, I'm going to give this to somebody, you know, again, cut in the corner because it's free or whatever. Like, oh, it's a blessing. And then I'm like, you know what? This is where people mess up. You trying to cut a corner and get ahead for a $400 piece of equipment, but you probably messing up all other type of thousands of dollars worth of blessings because your integrity is shot and God looking like, no, I'm not, mm-mm, I'm not about to do that. So I'm going to start with that conversation and I'm going to ask you this. This, this conversation can go a hundred different ways. So I'm not trying to even direct it any type of way, but I want to know what are your thoughts about the, you know, the lawn equipment, like just being real, would you have been tempted or would it have been easy for you just to take that back to them, give it back, which they did come get it today. I called them. I told them they got to come get it because I drove 40 minutes. I'm not, look, I'm, it's tough enough to be giving y'all back this equipment that y'all made a mistake <laughs> and gave me. You're going to have to come get it, bro. And they came and got it. I gave it back to them. So I'm just curious, like, look, we could just start there. What are your thoughts around that? That is hilarious. So look, Meet shared with me um, this story. And I was like, he couldn't look out. <laughs> so that was my definitely right. that was definitely my first thought. Um, but uh. no, as you just said, it's it's hilarious because you know, if we ha- some we have those type of situations where it's something to come and you know you'll get multiple of something or somebody made a mistake. And I do think that that has a lot to do with integrity, you know. And so we we consider something being too big or too small, but it's the thought in general. So it's not really the price of it. It's more so you know, being integral about it. So, of course, the initial thought would have been, let me see who I can look out for. Let me see, like you said, mm. Father's Day is coming up. But, 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 but at the very end of the day, you do want to leave with integrity, especially being a business owner. When I tell you that my mindset has changed so much, Jay, when it comes to integrity, when it comes, just something as simple as tipping, like my mindset has changed tremendously since being a full-time entrepreneur. So unfortunately, at the very end of the day, I would have had to send it back. Man, see, and that's the thing, right? Because I just, like you said, we had the same first thought. You know what's crazy? When I shot this, when I told Meech and the other real ones about it, Meech shot a video back. He was in his yard. So peep this. I'm hitting up my boy. I'm like, yo, bro, they done gave me an extra piece of equipment. You in your yard and you can use this equipment. So like the, the, the thing I guess that I want to first point out is that even if you have a good reason, you still shouldn't cut corners. 
Cause I'm just Absolutely. being real. I had every reason from Father's Day to my homeboys. We've been talking about yards, and we be in our yard every week. Like, so this is actually something we talk about. Like, I know, you know, I, I know this is this is how exciting our conversations are. But we actually talk about lawnmowers we bought being in our yard. So like, I'm not just. I, it was tempting. I'm not gonna lie. It crossed my mind. I'm like, bruh. But I'm gonna tell you, Toya, that like one of the things that ended up. It was several reasons why you know, I, I gave it back. But one of the main things was this. This piece of equipment was sold out everywhere except this location I went to, which is why I drove 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And they get it. only had two left. So I was like, yo, I drove here for the one. What if it's another person that did the same thing I did and is saying it's one in the system, but... I took it and gave it to somebody. I'm like, bruh, like you can't cut corners like that because you messing up the manager's inventory. When we cut corners, we be looking at what we get out of it, but we don't take the time to look at how many other people we messing up. You know what, though? Now that you um, explain it that way, I'm now more so considering the person who, again, called the store. We have one in stock. They drove X amount of time, whatever the case may be, whatever the dire emergency was, they had to get that one and to get there and it isn't one. How that person, how that experience makes that person feel. I think that when you are in that type of mindset, there's a certain maturity about you and the way that you think. And so I don't think that that's something that, you know, some, I don't think that that's something that most people do. I don't even think people even consider, you know, the next shopper. How many times have you, you know, picked something up off of a, a shelf and put it somewhere else? Or if that was the last one or just small things like that where you could be inconvenienced to somebody else. But in that moment, it's a convenience for you. So you feel like it's good as you're talking about cutting corners in that moment. Cutting this corner is a convenience for me. But what type of inconvenience would it cause, not just for me, but for the next person, for the business owner, for the new, the next consumer, what type of inconvenience would it cause for them? Because I tried to make this moment convenient. That's crazy. Like, and you look, you said something like when you think about that next person that drove and did all that stuff, you know, the difference, too, between them and the person that I would have gave it to. They were willing to pay for it. So yeah. what it make me think about is in life, in business, in anything like you have people who are willing to sacrifice for something and give everything they can to grow and to get better. And then you have people that's just looking for a handout like I want it, but I'm not willing to pay four hundred dollars for a piece of lawn equipment. You crazy. I'm not paying that. So a lot of times the people who are willing to cut corners it's really exposing the fact that you are not willing to work for something, but you're willing to take it. Absolutely. So you're willing, you're looking for the reward, but you're not looking for the process. And so what I don't think people understand, and this is in business, this is in your profession, your corporate profession, wherever you are, is cutting corners only, um, it really only affects you. And I say that it will affect other people in the long run, 
but understand when you're cutting a corner what you're missing out on you know what is it that i'm supposed to be learning in this season what is it and i think we've talked about this before when we talked about consistency and how long how long do we consider something to be consistent and we talked about 12 months and beyond is consistency so just think about it if you're trying to cut corners in those 12 months i've had the opportunity to perfect a craft i've had the opportunity to learn i've had opportunities to figure out things that i may not have figured out if i had have cut corners initially and then now when i need certain things or i'm i'm unable to perform certain things it's because of those corners i cut so it, it's not even you know you feeling good in that moment or you getting that instant gratification and to consider the whole process. What are you really working for? So for your lawn, even though something as simple as calling the store back and saying, Hey, I have, you guys gave me two, you know, uh, pieces of equipment, even in that small piece, you just recreated, you know, something for somebody else, this show, this experience, this something that we're talking about for somebody else to now look back and say, man, I did that. I would have kept that or I've done that before. And now thinking back, man, what could have happened if I had have taken it back? What could have happened if I had have been, you know, operating in the space of integrity and not just looking out for self? So there's so many different, you know, like you said, so many different angles that we can look at this in, but especially in business, you want to consider that because now your your corner cutting is going to show up. Them cut corners are going to show up again in business in the long run. Man, and, and look, so to your point, it's so many ways to think about it because you can cut the corner today and get that one piece of equipment, right? But in order to properly take care of your lawn, you need a whole bunch of other pieces of equipment. So it's like, okay, you cut the corner, but you still can't finish the job because you're not willing to work for the other stuff or it's not, it's not valuable to you. And so he, here's the thing, this is the other thing that crossed my mind about it. Like, and not, this, might, this might sound like, I know $400 is a lot in regards to a piece of lawn equipment because I'm not talking about a lawnmower. The lawn, lawnmowers be more than that. I'm right. talking about this is like this little multi-combo edger and trimmer. You could basically put like 20 different types of lawn equipment in it. So it's multifunctional, right? Now, $400 is a lot if you're talking about lawn trimmers and edgers. But where and especially you... Especially if that's not something that you do. <laughs> exactly. If that's not your, your trade. Your right. <laughs> so, so a lot of times we cut corners because something is more than we're used to sacrificing for something. But the crazy thing about it is $400 where you going ain't a lot of money. So the mm -hmm. other thing about it, I had to tell myself was like, and I'm just being real. Like I had to literally like step back and be like, Jay, you letting $400 for this piece of equipment tempt you, but $400 ain't a lot of money to you. And you know that. Yeah. So, yeah. so my point is like, sometimes we can allow like, and I'm also, I'm, I, I like what you said about what else comes out of this, because I think there's value in talking about the fact that I was tempted, like, because people could just think you doing, oh, he's doing this show. Like, oh, he never like, no, I'm human. Like it crossed my mind strongly. Like, bro, you already got it. Just give it. But <laughs> I was about to, I was tempted for something that's nominal. 
like $400 is not a lot of money. So like I'm fine, I'm letting myself, so here's the thing that's crazy about temptation and cutting corners when you wanna cut corners. A lot of times you not cutting corners because you really getting something that's valuable to you. You cutting corners just because in our flesh sometimes you just wanna get over on something. I can agree with that. Cause I, like, I, I would, go ahead. it all depends on what you, it all depends on where you cutting corners though. Let, I'm gonna say that. It depends because okay. some people do have a I'm just trying to hurry up and get it done type of mentality where it's not really they're not really thinking about the full benefit. And then some people are just selfish. Some people are just manipulative. Some That's people, true. you know, so, you know, it's, it's so many different ways that we can look at that, because I'll be honest. When it comes to cooking dinner, <laughs> I am not, that's not my area anymore. And it's so hilarious because I used to love cooking. And since running this business and doing all the things that we do, I don't have time for that. So I cut corners. I will go to the club in a hot and pick up a rotisserie chicken, come home, make some sides, and y'all have dinner. So, you know, you want to, and, and this goes back to knowing the intent of someone's heart because. Even though you may think that it's out of good intention, you still want to be able to look at the bigger picture. And now, and this this is so far fetched, but even me going to buy a chicken and coming home and making sides, my children are watching me, right? So now, when they get married, or you know, when they pursue a wife, or whatever the case may be, some of their expectations or standards may not be as high in that area because they saw mom cut corner. So these are the type of things that we got to, you know, consider, even though, you know, we want to say it's not that big of a deal, but every action, there's a reaction to every action. So you want to be mindful of the intent. Okay, what, why am I cutting this corner? Is it to be manipulative or is it really to try to do multiple things at one time and done or, you know, whatever the case may be. See, and, and see, the only thing I see differently there is I don't think what you're doing with dinner is cutting corners. Like, really? I don't. I think that I think it's a difference between being resourceful and cutting corners. Because mm -hmm. when you when you're when you're cutting corners, right? Like uh, for instance, if you use my example, I'm calling it cutting corners because I didn't pay for it. Like I yeah. literally don't deserve that extra piece of equipment. You feel what I'm saying? Now, if I would have if if I would have shopped around and went to another store and then they had a hundred dollar off price matching coupon, I wouldn't have considered that cutting corners. I would have considered that me being creative, shopping being around. Yeah. It. So I think when you're doing that with dinner, because you're not doing it out of laziness, you're literally saying, "Okay, I do all this work, right? So I have very little time. So I have to creatively think of what is the what is the best way for me to get to my end goal of feed my family? Mm -hmm. So I, okay. I, I just don't, I wouldn't say you cutting corners. Like right now I'm doing this interview um, in my business office instead of my studio because I've been having all these issues every week with the signal I switched and I got all these signal and technology issues in my studio, even though I'm paying more for stuff now. But the reason I'm up here. I don't view it as cutting corners and I'm not in the soundproof room, all that. But by the grace of God, because I invested in all types of equipment, I have the capability to I could do this podcast on a porch in a car. I could do it anywhere. Yeah. So it's like you I'm just trying to be resourceful because I don't have a lot of time. I'm working. I'm busy. So, yeah, I, that's the only thing I say. I, I don't think you cutting corners with what you're doing with your fam. 
Okay, so then let's let's go ahead for the listeners. Let's go ahead and define. So when we're talking about cutting, we want to give a clear um, definition of what we mean by cutting corners, because that's a good point. I, I I can I can say that that is definitely me being resourceful, you know. But again, yep. as a woman who was taught, you know, these are the things that you do as a mom and as a wife. And from my perspective, it's cutting corner because I was taught to go clean the chicken and go put the chicken in the oven. You know what I'm saying? I'm not so mad at you. At, but but now considering it to be more so you being resourceful, it that you're right. I can agree with that. So now let's give the audience a clear understanding of what we mean by cutting corners so that you don't have to sit and ask yourself, am I cutting corners or am I being resourceful? Am I yep. cheating myself out of something? Or am I literally being innovative in this, you know, in this space so that we can have a better outcome? Okay, I love that you called that out. That's dope. That is that, see, and this is why you are here. This is why I like talking to you. Like you keep me honest. All right, so I would define cutting corners as attempting to gain value without sacrifice. Got it. That's good. So you are trying to get something and you haven't given what is owed in order to receive that. So as an example, it would kind of be like, you know, you got a lot of people out here, scammers, and they do, you know, credit card fraud and all those type of things, right? So it's, again, you cutting corners because you don't want to get up and go to work and actually give the sacrifice that's owed in order to obtain that amount of money. So you steal it from other people. And the reason I say it's not a lot of like when I say something isn't a lot, because I know four hundred dollars could be a lot to some people. It's all relative. Right. But I specifically said for where you're going. So right now, yeah. Toya, if I presented you a business opportunity and said, hey, you can make, you know, twenty thousand dollars if you do this little uh, scam to get some type of money from COVID and say you got this and this and this. Right. Now, if you look at the short term value, depending on, you know, where that business entrepreneur is at today, $20,000 might seem like a lot. I would say it's not a lot of money based on where you're going and try to get you to see the long term. If you're building a multi-million dollar business, why potentially throw it away and go to prison over $20,000? Yeah, absolutely. Especially when absolutely. the, the 20000 you ain't earned. The million you gonna beat and earn because you have worked for it. So I actually think part of this is trying to get people to have a more long term like mindset versus a day to day. I want to get rich quick. I want to gain value right now. Mindset. I think. I think that I like that. I do. I like that perspective. I like how, because that's, we're in that. So we're, we're smack dab in that scenario, right? Yeah. That's what's happening around us. Um, you know, the government has been given the SBA, whomever has been given a multitude of loans out to businesses and people, and they are misusing it. Now, when I think of, I like your definition of, of a shortcut, but I think that there are, uh, let's see, you know, I think that there's a stretch between the two where the what, what you gave was really good. But when we talk about completely trying to alter your process so that you can get somewhere quicker, it, it really takes me out of um, 
being a uh being cutting corners but more so just being lazy just being I, I look at those as the get quick the get rich quick schemes i look at those as you know people who are not willing to endure that process so that they can gain you know that type of reward so when i hear how you define shortcut i like that i i agree with that but then when we go to this this end of the spectrum i don't know if i consider you taking a shortcut or if you just out here just lying <laughs> like you just this like right, i right. can't even because even as a shortcut you know we may try to there are some people who are in business who do try to take shortcuts but they're trying it i don't know i just don't look at it as such a a huge penalty maybe as for the person who you just out here just lying like you it. just you, you have no and so there there's a difference there where you're saying you know you boosting up your testimonials and I'm I'm using that because of course I'm in that type of business where we use testimonials. So okay. you you know making it making it bigger, making your your services bigger than what they really are. Is that a shortcut? Yeah, you probably still lying a little bit. But when you go out here and say, you know, we've generated over a hundred thousand in our business and we can use a fifty thousand dollar loan, and you are putting this paperwork, and I'm just using this as an example because that's where we are right now. There's a difference between taking a shortcut and manipulating and lying. And so I think, and even for my business owners who are listening, for my my uh, corporate professionals who are listening, understand that I like that definition of, you know, wanting the end result without sacrificing. However, that only goes so far. I want you to be honest in your business. I want you to be honest in your life. I want you to be honest in your career and say, am I trying to take the shortcut where I'm not, I'm doing the work, but I'm not really giving all like I should, or am I just flat out manipulating people and lying about who I am and what I'm doing so that I can gain instant gratification? Because now that puts you on a totally different boat. And now I believe that the consequence is, is going to be much, you know, greater than just cutting corners. Okay. Not saying that one sin is bigger than the other, but that's no. just how I see that. No, I feel that. Look, I like you actually just helped me think about it even deeper. Like, because what you're saying is like, there is a difference between a person who actually is out here working and then they look for a shortcut versus a person that's just sitting at the crib doing nothing. And they just like, yo, I ain't even like walking. I'm just trying to get there on with your legs, right? So here's that's here's, all I'm saying. Here's how I think about that. I, I I love that. So I'm a separate the lazy scamming person. That's not who we talking about today. That's a good point. Yep, that's a yep. whole different person. But what I do want to focus on is for the person that's cutting corners, because you said something important. And I'm gonna tell you something that I've noticed when I do business with people, people who cut corners they are good people, meaning they're good at what they do. The lazy person ain't even good at nothing. They haven't built the skill set. Like, so I love that you called that out. You 100% right. But now you're making me go even harder on the person that's cutting corners for this reason. You are giving yourself a, um, an excuse. Uh, um, it's a word I'm looking for that I can't find. You're, ex you're excusing yourself and giving yourself a pass. That's what I'm looking for. You're giving yourself a pass because you saying, you know what? I walked nine miles. Who cares if I catch a bus for the 10th mile, right? 
But what I want to tell you, that entrepreneur, that business professional, you are still guilty. You're cutting corners. And here's why I say that. Because I'm noticing people, Toya, and I, I, I wish I could be specific, but I try my best not to talk bad about businesses. I'm noticing when people are good at something, and we've talked about this, they get so good that they like, I don't have to be great because I make enough money now or I'm doing good enough. And I'd be like, the reason you never going to reach great is because you good enough. And that's why some, I'm saying some people literally cut corners because they are working, because they are staying up just as late as you are. They, they, they work in just as many days a week. But the cutting corners comes in because when they do a conference, instead of hiring, you know, a professional video uh, videographer to come and handle everything, they just be like, I'm going to do it on my phone. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And so the, the people who cut corners, the reason they bother me so much is because they actually, they like a fraternal twin to the person who great. You almost look like me. You almost doing the same stuff, but you cut that one little corner to try to get ahead of me in a race. And that's the thing that's going to kill you. But see, I, I get that. And, and, and we can definitely go toe for toe when it comes to people, but we don't respect process. <laughs> right, right. But when it comes to, and, and again, to the business owner, to the professional, that's such a good um, example because we do try to, well, let me figure out how I can take um, the easy way out or the cheaper way out or the less expensive way out or whatever it is that you, you know, however it is that you're justifying your thinking. Since being a business owner, when I tell you that my perspective has changed when it comes to, like I said earlier, tipping, um, paying people, I never, you know, negotiate or argue people's prices because I understand what that is. Either I'm going to invest in it or I'm not. You know, either I'm going to do this or I'm not. Either I'm going to tip you or I'm not. And so I'm saying that because when certain business owners or professionals, they don't know what that means until they're in that position, right? Mm -hmm. And so now I've, I've really kind of been intentional with myself that everything that I'm I want you to think about if that decision was being made towards you. So even when it comes to, you know, we'll use the conference, for example, because you're absolutely right. We could have been like, you know what? We're not going to hire a tech team. We're going to set these cameras up and we're going to do it ourselves. But now as the entrepreneur, how many entrepreneurs are saying that they can build their coaching businesses on their, you know, by themselves? How many people are, you know, so now if I adapt that mentality, the people that I'm called to serve and support are going to adapt that mentality. That's the why you have to change the way you think about certain stuff because who you are, what you think, your perspective is what you attract. So if you're being, I hate using the word cheap or, you know, if you feel like you don't want to invest or you don't want to pay for something or you don't, it's something as simple as if you don't want to go out and buy this $400 uh, edger, why do you expect someone to invest or pour back that same value in you? And whatever you're doing, you're asking people by the case. you like, this don't even have, this is not even relevant. These don't even have anything to do with one another. But they do because you want someone to pay you more for what you have and your gifts and your skill. But when it comes to you paying into something or someone else, you always have this hesitation. 
or you try to cut corners. So you, this, these are the things that we have to think about, especially as business owners, especially as those who are out looking to generate wealth. How would I want someone to respond to me? I don't want someone cutting corners with me. I don't want someone, you know, not wanting to step up to the plate and do what they need to do at their greatest potential because they want to cut corners because I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me. Ooh, and you know what? Like what's dope about that too is there becomes this personal accountability, right? Where I'm not doing I'm not doing the good deed or the right thing even based on whether or not this particular person does right by me, but I'm doing it because I'm treating you how I would want to be treated. And here, the reason I'm saying that is because there are times, like you said, I don't cut corners when it comes to like negotiating. I'm like, I pay people to, you know, you working on my house. Like the, the painter I use is expensive, but I'm just being real. Cost is going to have your stuff looking dope. Like, I, I use the cheap painter. So like you talked about it, it you talked about it. You said like with the edge or like, man, if you want to, if you want to cut corners or whatever like that, like m my thing is like, why do you even expect your lawn to look dope? You know? Yeah. It, so it ain't even, it's, it's what you saying. Plus it's like, yeah, if I was a landscaper, I would want somebody to pay me. But then it's also like, man, like it's a difference. I'm telling you, it's a difference. The edger is, it, it worked doper than a $99 one. But it's not, and I want to say this, I want to say this. It's not cutting corners if you can't afford it. So, and that's, that's good. That's good. cause some people might be like, well, dang, like, you know, I can't afford no 400. Like, yes, I get it. Or I can't afford a $50 this or whatever. Right. Uh, I started. No, no, I gotta, I gotta push back. Okay. No, okay. No, let's no. do it. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. And then I'm gonna push back. Okay. Finish All right. your thought. Here's, here's why I'm saying this, right? If you can't afford a $400 edger, there's still a way to go out there and make your lawn look nice. You may have to work a little harder for it, right? So in that scenario, you don't have to go buy a $400 edger to have a nice looking lawn, but don't skip the edging. So if you go get the $100 boy, it might take a little more manual work, but at the end of the day, it's about getting the work done. So my point is if... If you told me, AJ, I want you to speak at my conference and it's located over here on the east side. If I don't have a car, I'm not cutting corners if I don't drive, but I'm cutting corners if I use not having a car as a reason not to come. My objective is to get there. So whether it's Uber, whether it's paying somebody, but if I tell you, hey, I was going to ride with Meech and he said he already left, so I can't come. It's like you was just trying to like, Leech a ride with somebody else in the moment they can't do it all to work for you. You don't, you don't do it. You cutting corners. I'm not mad that you don't have a car, but get here. Yeah. So I'm yeah, saying I'm I not mad you don't have an edger, but get the job, but, but edge the grass. No. And, and I, I totally agree with that. I totally 120% agree with that. I agree to committing to something that you want by any means necessary. Now, I don't know if that is a, a flaw <laughs> of mine, because listen, if I don't have edges, but if I want my grass edge, I'm the type of person to go fast some scissors. I'm not even going to hold you up. Facts. That's how I am. You know, once I want something and if I'm not in the position, now here's where I want to do a little bit of pushback. Cause y'all okay. know if you've been rocking with us and you may check me out on other platforms, one of my, hugest or one of my biggest pet peeves 
is the word afford. Okay. And the reason is because that's what keeps people limited in what's possible for them. They only, they consider what they can afford versus saying that it doesn't matter what it is, I'm going to put myself in a position to afford it. So something as simple as a $400 um, edger, it's not that you can't afford it. You may not be able to go out and purchase it right now. You go outside and look at your grass like, man, I need to edge this grass. Let me go get a $400 edger. Maybe not. But what you can say is, is I know that this is the top of the line. So I'm going to put this $10 away. I'm going to put this $25 away. My, my thing with that, is, and, and the reason why I like to bring that to the forefront is because I believe that affordability has so many people. Instead of you saying, and, and I'm saying this as a, as a person who's endured that process of feeling like she couldn't afford stuff until I start putting stuff away. I'm talking about like shaving a couple dollars off every now and again and put into another account, shaving stuff off. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I can afford this. Oh, wait a minute. I can get the things that I want as long as I'm, you know, being disciplined in the process to me getting it. So I'm, I'm sharing that to say that you don't have to cut corners at all. The process of you being disciplined enough to put something to the side to get that edge or, or get whatever it is that you're looking to invest in, that process alone is helping you become a better person. This is why we can't cut corners. Because if I had to shave off $25 every check or whatever the case may be until I get this edger, just how much more disciplined I am in my finances that I can now make room for other things. Okay, no, no. I feel what you're saying. So... Here's the thing, because I want to clarify when when you say I, I think we saying the same thing a different way and we might be slightly disagreeing or seeing something differently, which is cool. When when I say you can't it's it's not cutting corners if you can't afford it. What I'm specifically talking about is it is not necessary. Like, let's say if the goal right, th this is I could talk and go. So if our objective is, hey, Jay, get the lawn edged previously. You had a company doing it. They're not doing a good job. So you fired them. So now you have an objective that needs to be solved. Now nobody's cutting and edging the lawn. So then now the goal is to go out and buy a lawnmower and an edger and a trimmer, right? Now the goal doesn't have to be to get a $400 trimmer and a however much $100 lawnmower. The goal is to just get the job done. Because when you drive by somebody's house, and they lawn look nice, it don't really, you don't see the price of the lawnmower. You just see the finished work. So all I'm saying is that if you can write with a, with a $2 pencil better than I can write with a $100 pencil, then you're not cutting corners because your pencil costs less than mine. It's not a mm -hmm. requirement to have a $400 trimmer or edger to get the lawn edged. The requirement is that the lawn gets edged. So Absolutely. if you could figure out a way to do it with a $50 edger that like the price, cause what I don't want to do, I don't want people to look at the price the wrong way. Right. I like, or feel like, mm -hmm. well, at my starting point right now, I would be out of my mind to go spend $400 on an edger. Like that would be crazy. Right. Right now. But you can get it done. The, the point is getting a job done. And, and I guess my example or the, the way I'm thinking about it from based on um, like the example that you gave is 
it might be another person out there that's like, I can afford a $400 edger. I don't want that. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's things that when I can afford it, I'm like, I don't want to spend my money on that. That don't make sense. Like, uh, what? $250 shoes? That No, that mm -mm, I'm good. You know what I'm I'm not buying them every day, every week. That don't make sense to me. So my yeah, point is that you can, the requirement ain't to have $250 shoes, but I don't want you to come to work barefoot. And, but I, I think that, again, all of this ties into mindset, right? All of this ties into the way that a person is able to process and the way that they're able to think. Because I, I, I agree with you. You know, I'm not saying that what I, my point of the whole affordability is just changing the way you look at it. You know what I'm saying? If you can only go out and get you a $99 edger until you can get that $400 edger, then do you. I just want you to make, I just want to make sure that you're not placing that limited thought process of, I can't get because of the cost or because instead of saying, you know what, what is it that I can do so that I can get it? And that's with anything. That's why we can't cut corners because if you're in the mindset of whatever is required of me so that I can reach this goal, then you're going to go through things that are going to make you better. You're going to go through things that are going to, you know, really polish you and put you in that position that you want to be in. But the moment that you start talking about what you can't afford and you're trying to cut corners, you already setting yourself up for failure. You're already telling yourself that I'm not good enough to reach this goal. I'm not good enough to put in the work, even though this edger only required I don't know, one slice <laughs> yeah. of the lawn to make it look good. You're saying that I'm not good enough to do it myself. So let me cut corners. Let me do this. No, endure the process. Make yourself greater. And the point about you saying, you know, people being good, they're okay with being good enough. The question is, do they know what great look like? You know, yeah. the, the standard that we have, good is good enough. Good, if, if you... If your bills are being paid on time, you're not wanting for nothing. You know, you you live you live in an in a, uh, okay neighborhood. You're driving an okay car. If all you saw before that was written eviction notices, you know, I don't know, whatever the case may be, that good may be good enough. The question is, are you stretching yourself to be around other people to make greater your standard of good? Yeah, I'm not good enough. This this ain't it. It, it. It's bigger than this, right? So I'm going to constantly try to pull so that I can get to that place of great. And even in that place of great, your mindset changed and it's still not good enough. So again, it's where you are, who you're connected to, and your overall goal. What is it that you want? What, what are you working towards? Yeah. And you know what? Like, so I want to I want to say something about your point about affordability and a limited mindset. Like, I completely agree with that. And that's how money can become an idol to us. So, like, you could become limited in your thinking if you start having an inferiority complex. So, like, it's a difference. And this is where life is so interesting to me. Right. And it's about this balance. So on one hand, you will have people let me just use something like a Range Rover, right? That's a $100,000 truck. You will have people that will go, while they living in a $10,000 house, go and spend money on a $100,000 truck, right? And to me, that's completely backwards financially from a literacy standpoint. It doesn't make sense. Like, because what you're, what you're trying to do is trying to front and show something that you don't really have, right? 
So you'll have that person. But then you'll have the other person who can never see themselves affording a Range Rover. And I think that's that limited mindset that you're talking about, where it's like, don't allow yourself to think less than yourself based on where you are now. Don't allow yourself to start to give effort. Like if I think about, you know, if you think about a job you had, if they started you off at $10 an hour or something, don't give $10 an hour effort. Give the effort for where you want to go and where you know you can go. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, that's the difference between not letting affordability limit you because there are times growing up when you, like you said, when your standard is, when my standard was just seven mile, eight mile in Detroit, like that was it. That was my standard. That was the most I had seen. I hadn't done a lot of traveling. And what ends up happening is the more you expand your mind and you see more in this world, you start realizing like, yo, there's greater that I can, like there's greater for me to get. So I do think we got to be careful with the inferiority mindset because, or complex, because I feel like I've had that before in my life, um, feeling like, oh no, not me, or I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's a very dangerous tool that the enemy could use to slow you down as well. I totally agree. I want to say a couple more things about this idea of cutting corners, right? Because Mm -hmm. I know you as a business owner and, you know, I know how hard you work, right? If you imagine building Chase Great, if this was a race you were running and it was me and you in this race, figuratively speaking, I'm running with Inspire Guys people. You running right next to me with Chase Great. And a lot of times when you're, you know, doing something like running or if you got running partners or workout partners, Like y'all are trying to motivate and encourage and inspire each other to keep going. Right. So imagine you're running, I'm running, we getting up every day, da, da, da. We put up, we put in 10 years. Right. And then I start getting discouraged and feeling like, man, all this work, it don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? So Toya, I found a way to get some extra money by not doing all that work. Right. And now you find yourself in this race and you look into your right and the person that you used to motivate you. Now I'm lagging behind. I'm different. Like what is in you that keeps you going? And I'm asking this specifically because I think it could be tough sometimes. And I'm sure you've had these moments like by the grace of God. Now I got people like you, you know what I'm saying? That I can connect with and we can encourage each other every time we talk to each other. But I know you've had some dark days. I've had some dark days, some lonely days. How do you get through those moments and still keep working hard when you seeing other people cut corners and it look like they winning? Listen, how long we how long we gonna talk about? Uh, you got this? you because got as much time as you need. <laughs> because and, and you let me tell y'all something. So this is so transparent. This is this is a super uh, transparent moment. So. When last year, you know, when they start putting out, you know, all of these PPP loans and, you know, your business can get this, your business can get that, you know, I was in a space like, no, you know, I've always, when I first started the business, I've always been big on produce the money and don't take from the house, produce, you know, produce income to run the business. Now, you know, I had to go through, get get away from some prideful moments during that time. But last year, when this whole little PPP thing came out, I was like, nope, I'm not going to, because when you borrow money, you got to pay that back. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to owe right. anybody anything. 
everything. So I was super against it. Like, nope, I'm not going to do it. And we just going to rock out. Well, projects start coming. Things start growing. I'm like, listen, your girl can <laughs> use this PPP right now because of the vision. You know, I, I just have so many working. Um, and then so what's so good? God is just so awesome. I couldn't go for the PPP because we were in a uh, in the place of purchasing our home. So I'm like, no, you know, nothing that's no. going to put any type of dings on anything. No, we can't do it. So I, I put that in the, in the back of my mind. Once we moved, we moved everything. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to take some things to the next level. Let me go ahead and apply for a PPP. Why when I apply, I get a response that says, SBA is no longer issuing money. Mm. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, I'm watching all of these people. I'm talking about taking trips, buying cars, and doing all of this stuff. Yeah. The moment that I say, okay, all right, Latoya, you can use this money for the business. They send me a response that says no. I'm yeah. like, how? Because sometimes no means yes. And here's what I mean by that. That no means yes to your original plan. And I think it's yeah. like sometimes we can like, we could feel like again, and it, it ain't in a situation like that. It's not like you, you're not trying to cut corners because you're talking about expanding your vision. But, but I, it is cutting corners though. It is because now that, now that we're talking about it, my original was, Put this money away, put this money away, put this money away. Right? So now I'm like, like oh, man. <laughs> I can go ahead and apply for this real quick. Go ahead and throw this over here, and then we good. And, and it's you don't like, have to put that away. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you right? the difference. The reason it is cutting, it's, it's a different type of cutting. That's why we said this conversation can go a thousand ways. You're cutting corners strategically now. So now it's not necessarily like you did a wrong action. Like if I would have kept that $400 piece of uh, lawn equipment, right? That's a, that's an action. You're talking about now, Hey, God gave me a plan. I have a strategy and I'm being disciplined to my strategy, but then you start losing discipline and cutting corners again, because we look into our left, we look into our right and it lo is looking real good looking real good not even i'm not even gonna hold you up and i and this is funny that we're having this conversation because i was just saying to myself like why do it seem like everything is so much harder for me like yeah. you watch business owners you know you watch people out here you watching people on instagram you watching people on facebook or wherever and they're just making it seem like money is just falling out of the sky i'm like <laughs> okay lord why right. why does it feel like it's it's so hard. Like this is so much harder for Latoya to do. And so this brings me to your point of that race. And how do you stay, you know, consistent and how do you stay focused? When I tell you that I have those moments where I feel like everybody else is, you know, growing and all of these things are happening. Why is it so difficult for me? And I just keep getting reminded that my process is preparing me for my promise. You know, the things that I go through in my business is designed so that when I'm being used to inspire, to exhort and bring comfort to another person, that I have that firsthand experience to say it hurts. Falling off your bike and scraping your knee hurts. It hurts. You can't tell me that it don't hurt. 
but I know that it'll heal. I know that you'll be able to get up and you'll be able to try it again. That's why I can tell my six-year-old when he's riding his bike and he falls, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is going to be okay, right? So I, I totally... I can totally relate to that because even once you get to so far in your business, you know, you feel like, okay, this train is moving. We're doing good. We got this. But then you watch someone to the left or to the right who you know not put in that same blood, sweat, and tears. And, and we don't know people's stories. So let me, let me make sure I throw that disclaimer out either. I, I don't ever, you know, make it seem like I work harder than someone else because I don't know what people go through in their personal times and no one should compare themselves that way, but that's flesh. That's that sometimes rises up. So or sometimes we do know though. Like that's I, I'm just being real because I feel <laughs> yeah. what you're saying as a disclaimer. Like you know what I'm saying that we try to keep it clean on this show. We don't want to offend people. That's not what we into. But just being real, I do I think sometimes it becomes tough because you do know some people. You know what I'm saying? And you do see like the real, like you and you like how? And look though, but you said something. You was like, you know, why is this so hard for me? And I, I want to highlight that because I think people don't realize like no matter what it looks like on the outside, if you being real with yourself, sometimes it feels tough. Now, now I'm like, okay, you said something that just resonated with me about things being tough, right? Like I literally have people in my life that tell me like, bro, you just make it look so easy. Like, cause, cause I'll ask people sometimes like, why y'all acting like it's easy for me? And they have literally told me like, Jay, you make it look easy. And I'm like, yeah. dang, that's crazy because I feel like you feel Toya right now on this podcast. I'm like, this is such a dumb problem to have. I enhanced all my technology and and I've been talking about this for three weeks, enhanced all the Wi-Fi and everything. And now I can't even like make a clean call, you know, in my studio and it's frustrating. But here's the thing that it taught me. The reason I don't cut corners, Toya, is because everything is so hard for me. So I can't, it's hard enough for me when I'm doing it the right way. So I can't cut corners and not have extra mics or extra batteries or extra computers because and, and so that's the one thing I'm thankful for that things haven't just always come so easy to me is because I'm so prepared for different situations because I failed so much and I be hearing mm -hmm. people. I can hear them talking. It don't take all that, Jay. You doing too much. And I'm like, yeah, it might not take all that to you because you so comfortable. You can cut corners, but I can't cut corners because I'm from the gutter. I can't cut corners because I ain't never had nothing like I had to work for everything. So I'm sorry. I cannot cut corners because I'm not staying where I'm at. I'm not. No, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like some of the things I've been through, even though they felt so tough to get through it, it like built something up in me. That's like, yo, hey, maybe mm -hmm. y'all y'all could cut corners because y'all life is just so easy and so good. And it's all like y'all got everything y'all want. But like, no, nah, bro, I come from East Side, Seven Mile in Detroit. I ain't never had nothing given to me like I and and some of it was my own fault. I was immature, silly growing up, not as focused as I should have been. So now that I know the right thing to do, no, I can't cut corners. I can't blow all my money. I'm sorry. You could blow your money. You could do all that to prove everything to everybody. I can't do it because I ain't never had nothing. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Especially when it comes to, you know, where we grew up, you know, um, it's so funny that, you know, they call where I grew up now the red zone. 
You know, yeah. I grew up in 48205. I grew up off 8 Mile and Gratiot. So I know what it looked like. I, I've seen it firsthand. I know what it looked like to go to your neighborhood high school and stay there for the rest of your life. Stay in that same place, that same mentality, that same environment, you know, and stay there forever. But I'll never forget. This is so hilarious. I'll never forget my best friend in high school. We used to catch the bus all the way out to um, Lakeside Mall. Yeah. And of course, from eight mile and Gratiot, my baby, to Lakeside <laughs> to 20 mile. That's a minute. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who are catching us, you know, it's a 30 minute drive. So just imagine what that was on a city bus. But it's always been, I want better. I want greater. I don't, I don't, you know, my environment, I, this can't be it. This can't be life. There's no way that you can see people have these great lives or live in this, these certain neighborhoods or drive these certain cars. I used to ask myself all the time, why is it I only see older people drive Cadillacs or drive Mercedes Benzes <laughs> or yeah. drive older cars, right? And so I remember making that like my thing. Like I'm not going to drive my nice car when I'm 60. But that only goes to show, you know, that process. What are the things that you're willing to endure, to commit to in your process so that you can live and live life more abundantly? Not when you're older, not when your kids are out of the house, you know, not when the the circumstances are, are conducive for your comfort. But what are some of the things that you're going to do to shift some things around so that you can live and live life more abundantly? Being where we are, with the business, I used to hear it all the time, people talking, you know, I'll never forget a girl made a post on social media about me and said that the only reason why my business is doing what it does is because my husband worked. Oh, she a full-time business owner? Oh, but her husband worked. What mm-hmm. does that have to do with what I put into this business to get it to, you know, wherever God is taking it, you know? And so I understand those fights. I understand, you know, that thinking process. I understand how the enemy comes in and try to distract you. And I I just keep telling myself, you know, every time that the enemy tries to derail my thinking or he tries to derail my discipline, it's like, dang, God must really have something amazing for me that I keep getting this distracted or you know or the fight just seems so much harder for latoya why for latoya it it seems that way my whole life but clearly you know this is something that god has prepared me to to do and he's given me the ability to fight through so i definitely get that but i guess we're just i guess the whole scripture that you know many are called but only few are chosen yeah i guess that's come from i guess we're the chosen (laughs) one right and you know what you gotta realize too man like because you said some you said some dope stuff and it make me think about like like when you talk about you know growing up in the red zone and for anybody you know a lot of people are from all around the country that listen to this show and then from several countries i would just say google detroit red zone and then you could learn like what that really is and one thing about it is toya i'm just being real I ain't even like sometimes you don't really realize how how bad something is until you leave it. You know what I'm saying? And then you get exposure to something else and you thinking like, oh, everybody not living like this. Like and so that 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 knowledge and that education is powerful when, you know, when I just read um, Frederick Douglass, uh, you know, autobiography, you know, he said something that was that was kind of crazy to me. And he was like. 
Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said he had been a slave, but he didn't really understand how bad slavery was until he learned how to read. Because once wow. he learned how to read and, and became literate, he started understanding his position in society as a slave, why he was a slave, how he was a slave. So some of us, right, some of us are staying in that state where like we're, we're comfortable because we haven't really learned what it really means to be where we are. And like, like so that's how you can have a person that is just comfortable being in poverty, but driving an $80,000 car, but, but having still being in poverty and trying to like stunt on other people who don't have nothing instead of helping them because you don't really understand what it means to be where you are. And then Booker T. Washington said something else in his book. He said he never met a slave that didn't want to be free. And so my thing is, if you are bound and you are not free, why do you like, why do you not desire freedom? So it, you got to allow yourself to want to be free and to work hard for it. Some of us are cutting corners because we're lying to ourselves and saying it don't take all that. I don't need all that. Like, look, you don't think you need it because you ain't never had it. Yeah. Yeah. They're cutting corners because they're trying to um, redefine freedom that makes them comfortable. So it's, it, it, it's more so, you know, I want to justify my mediocrity. So I'm going to tell you that this is good enough. Oh, man. And people do tell themselves, I don't need all of that. You know, um, I know someone very, very close. I don't need all of that. But then once they got it, it was like, oh, so this was this like, uh, yeah. Like there is so much. It's so funny that you talk about the person with the car in the house. Um, I watch women, you know, I pay attention to how women dress and, you know, things that they enjoy. And one of the things that I could never understand is how are you getting out of a car that the tires don't match, but you're wearing a $3,000 handbag? <laughs> oh like, this is legit. This Real is life. legit how I think. I'm so serious. So, you know, I used to be super hesitant like don't buy me a designer handbag because me getting out of this vehicle with this handbag shows that my priorities are not together Thanks. so i legit used to like withdraw from stuff like that even to the fact i'll never forget uh with the kids i think my this is why right when demetrius and i had our third child and we were preparing for and I felt good that I was able to put my kids stuff in the layaway in like September. And I was like, yes, like this is what you do. Like this is a life. <laughs> and then I learned very quickly that layaway is not um, discipline. That, that is not prioritizing. Like that is the, that is the wrong mindset. It's but what... again, being raised, how we were raised, where yeah. I was raised. I thought I was doing something the, good. The layaway was presented to us. We thought that we just knew that meant Christmas. The The layaway was the only way we were taught that we could afford some. So that goes back to yeah. your earlier point of limiting a limiting mindset. And it was how we were taught to buy things that we couldn't afford or out of priority. So I'll, I'll say like the, the example you just gave $2,000 car, $3,000 bag, like that's cutting yeah. corners. Because the thing is, you're cutting corners because you're trying to get the bag to present an image that isn't real. You, you haven't earned that image yet. 
You know what I'm saying? And then ultimately you might do some research. I'm reading this book called Stop Acting Rich that really talks about how millionaires live versus how we think they live. And a lot of times you might learn that the millionaire don't even need the bag because the bag, you're just buying it to make you feel rich or to communicate to people that you're rich when acting rich and being rich is two different things. And so it's a couple things I want to say, like, you know, number one, um, you know, that justifying mediocrity that that you said, I want to bring that back up because let's just use, you know, let's say with money, you, a person says they don't need all that. It don't take all that. Right. And here's what I think people don't understand about money. We don't understand purpose behind it. And we don't under, we don't, we we just don't have financial literacy sometimes. So I'm going to give this example, real life example. Um, my little sister, Mylan, shout out to uh, Moochie. I love you. Um, she is about to graduate high school in a couple weeks and, um, she has a scholarship, you know, she's going to be studying marine biology. She's a 3.99 student, um, has been forever. Um, super smart kid, like the smartest, like, I'm like, man, my, you waited to the last one to be just the smartest one. Right. So my little sister is brilliant, but here's the thing for me, I could justify my mediocrity and say, oh, the money, man, I don't take all that. Well, okay, Jay, that's because you didn't have a scholarship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, you just trying to make it like it don't take all that because you don't have it. But here's the beautiful thing about a scholarship. Like I was talking to my sister yesterday and I was trying to figure out like, all right, yo, like, you know, let's make sure that, you know, I got access to your bank account and we can make sure you got food or, you know, whatever little things you need when you in school. And she was just like, Oh yeah, that's cool. I, I got an unlimited this and my scholarship cover. I'm like, you know what? It does take all that because we don't even understand like the blessing behind like with her, she's worked hard and earned a scholarship. And whereas you might've had some kid like me who was like, oh, why I need this math class. I'm good. I don't take all that. Well, it's like, well, you don't understand the value that it's going to bring. So here's, here's a gift I have for you in, in 15 years, student loans, buddy. Yeah. Since you don't since you don't know the value of a of a scholarship, Jermaine, here's some student loans that you can pay since you're justifying your mediocrity. And sometimes we can't be that real with ourselves and just be like, dog, like I was mediocre. Like I could have worked hard. I could have earned a scholarship. I could have done better. But shout out to my sister and people like that who who can't just do better, but actually do better. But but you know what? And you're right. Now that I think about it, I'll kind of be mad at myself, the high school Latoya. Like, girl, you could have been doing a whole lot more. You know, you could have accomplished a whole lot more. And, you know, no, I understand my journey. I understand my process right. and, and why it panned out the way that it did. But looking back, like you just said, here's people, their mediocrity. And, and I've been blamed, you know, because of the parents that I had. Right. But I need people to understand that even my mother and my father, my father didn't become who he was until my late, my late twenties, my early thirties and in our relationship, I had a mom who worked three jobs, you know, so I never saw innovation. I saw routine. I saw responsibility, make it happen, so forth and so forth. So this mindset that I have was all based on a decision. I started to see the world. I opened my eyes and said, there are people who are out here making life happen. Yes. Either I can sit back and try to hope that life happens for me, 
or I could figure out how to make life happen despite me not making good decisions in high school, despite me not making good decisions in college. It's a decision. And I think that people want to blame somebody or something mm. versus deciding you have complete control. I don't care. Listen, I hope this don't offend. I love y'all. We, we got to, we should have a good rapport by now. Right, right. And I hope this doesn't step on your toes, but I just, it, it, it bothers me when people want to blame other people and other situations and how they were raised and all of this stuff on them being okay with being mediocre. You have everything you have. If you don't have control over anything else, I don't care if you didn't graduate from high school. I don't care if you grew up in the gutter. You have a decision. You have control over your decision. And either you're going to decide to do something about it or you're going to decide to keep point blank. Which, where, where are we going to fall? What are we going to do here? Because you keep point blank is keeping you stuck and it's keeping everybody around you stuck. And you isn't, that's a good point. Like, and see, here's the thing where people don't understand. Like you said, yeah, I would have loved for me to make better decisions when I was younger, all that. Cool. The whole point ain't even like all of our stories are different. You could be 22, 32, 42, 52 right now. It don't matter what your past was. It matters that at some point you decide to change. Like, so we not even at some point, like I'm not holding it even against myself that I didn't make all the right decisions by the grace of God. It panned out. It's panning out. But at the same time, I could still be real with myself about the fact that, yo, some of the reasons why things didn't pan out sooner is your fault. Like I, I, yeah. I posted this, I think, on Facebook recently. I said, explain to me why you aren't where you want to be without making an excuse. Like and I'm yeah. challenging people who are listening. Try to explain to yourself why you're not where you want to be without blaming somebody else or making an excuse. It's hard to do. That's why people blame people because it's the easy thing to do. You know, you know what's a little tougher to do to eliminate excuses and start digging in yourself for like, all right, Jermaine, what is it about you? Like one of the things I had to dig in myself and understand is like, you know, I'm naturally a silly, goofy person. Like I love making people laugh. That's what was natural to me. Now, that would be a great trait to continue building if I was a comedian and made money to make people laugh or saw a purpose. Right. But I don't I don't like having to make people laugh. So I'm like, I can't be a comedian because I don't like the idea of having to make people laugh on purpose. I just like the idea of randomly being somewhere and then being a funny guy. Right. But here's the problem with that. My my love for comedy, when I look back on it, especially in high school, college, you know, maybe even shortly after college, it created an immature version of me. So sometimes I was being immature and I was calling it comedy. But it's like, when I look back at it, it's like, bro, you got to chill. Nah, am I, you know, do I still like to have fun and laugh and things? Yes, in the right scenario. But I've also learned how to control that. And so what am I saying? That took a while for me to really identify in myself. But it started with me making a decision that I was going to be accountable for the change and not blame somebody else, but find out what are the reasons within me? What are my flaws? And, my, and this is not to beat yourself up. It's not for you to be depressed. It's for you to be real with yourself 
so that you can grow and develop yourself. Like, okay, Jay, if you got the tendency to be silly and immature, we need to develop and read books about leadership and you need to learn. You need to become financially literate. Now let's implement some of those strong skill sets. It could be an undertone of a little bit of silliness and jokes, but the silliness and jokes happens after I've done all these other things. They don't, it doesn't lead my life anymore. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. All right. So I'm gonna give you the last word. I know we've been talking for a minute. This was great. I appreciate you jumping on today. Um, you know, if you can maybe like, um, maybe take us home with like, tell the people a little bit about how the conference went. We, you know, promoted the conference on the show. And, um, you know, if you could just let them know a little bit about how that went and what you got coming next and then any last words that you want to share and we'll get out of here. No, we're good. You know, we can, you know how we do. We can talk about this all, all day, right. especially when you, when you're in the vein of something that you love and, you know, something that you're passionate about, time is nothing. Um, and I right. truly enjoy helping people change their perspective. You know, I understand that we're all born into different situations. I understand that life hits everyone differently, but it's still, you still have complete and total control of the outcome. Now, how are you going to respond? How are you going to allow the situation to interact or how, how are you going to let it affect your life? You have that total control. So, you know, we can talk about this all day because I understand how it feels to build a business, to want to cut corners, to want to, you know, I was talking to Meech um, the other day and I was talking about TikTok. <laughs> and I was just saying how that's not my personality. Right, like doing videos and dancing and all the stuff that, that TikTok requires you to do is just not my personality. And so I battle with that. Do I step outside of what I'm supposed to be doing so that I can pull and so that I can be attractive to other people or do I stay the course? And when I tell you in the bottom of my gut, the Holy Spirit is like, stay your course. Stay the course. Stay your course. You know, because you think you think that jumping on all of these different platforms or you think that cutting this corner is going to get you there faster, but it's not. It's going to cause more work. Stay the course. So, you know, with the conference, I'll, I'll even use that as an example. The conference was amazing. Um, we had our, our set. This is our second year doing a virtual conference. The conference is five years. And of course, the more that God reveals to me what this conference is it's like okay lord you're showing me this big picture and if i could cut quarters to get to it i would but i know that that will only <laughs> you know mess up the process to getting there but this year we hired a project manager you know this year we hired a few additional people for our team and when i tell you that that really helped us take the conference to the next level it was absolutely amazing um we do have the replay available you know for anyone who was unable to um, attend the virtual conference, we do have the virtual replay available. So I would love for, you know, anyone who's interested, you can definitely reach out to me at Latoya early to find out, you know, how you can get access to that replay. But that alone prepared me for what's next. And it's like, if, if we are constantly looking for the easier way out, how would you ever know what greatest potential looks like? You know, how will you ever know how amazing God truly made you if you're not willing to take risks and just give it your all? What do you have to lose? Wow. Cutting, cutting corners is actually cutting a piece of your own legacy out. 
what if David, like literally what if David would have never had to slay Goliath? We don't know what that could have led to. Like, that's a big piece of his story. That's a big piece of who David is and what we know about him. And if he not, was it hard? Was it tough? Yes. But it's also part of his legacy. So don't allow yourself, man, to cut corners and mess up your own story. Look, thanks so much to Latoya for joining the day show. Thank you for listening. I love y'all so much, man. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for, thank you for, thank you for, thank you for, thank you for. Have an amazing week. Let the music play for a second. This is art. Now bring my vocals in on the four. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. Because I really love you. I don't want to say too much right now. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. Because I really love you. Sit right here. You know how hard it is to have people that know you, but don't know you for real. Living life on the surface, I like to call them surfers. I prefer to swim with the divers. They see the treasure as the people inside. Simple, but quite deep if you've allowed yourself to become more accustomed to the shallow waters. Question, are you more afraid to swim or more afraid to drown? Maybe just afraid to find out who you really are. Then finally... They'll have to judge me or love me for who I am. Let's talk about it. Sometimes I feel like I got the best friends and family. Other times I feel like they don't understand me. Like I'm too different. No politicking, for instance. Too much money involved. I know business is business. They screaming Black Lives Matter. Make America great. I say you want to be free. Then you got to be saved. Sometimes agree with the blacks. Sometimes agree with the white. At the end of the day, I just want to be like Christ. And that's offensive even to Christians. How do you explain that? So tell me. Do you judge me or love me? For who I am, but who am I? Sometimes I want to be great. Other times I want to be safe. ATBG can't seem to make up my mind. I would hate to find out I waited too late. The clock is ticking. Now I'm building this legacy. Stopped seeing what I am. Started seeing what I could be. Inspired God's people. I learned how to plan and started doing. I knew I had to become before I could be. The inspiration. Do you judge me or love me? For who I am. What would it take for me to get the honest answer to that question from you? Just think about it. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. Because I really love you. That's, that's really all it is for me. It's, man. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. I'm just trying to get beyond Because I really love you. It's a thin line. Hard thing, but you really gotta separate to move on. You ain't really trying to hear that. Most people so in love with the oldies, they can never sing a new song. Maybe like back in my day, we used to do it like this and get our groove on. All right now. And I be like, get off the flow before you break your hips and put some shoes on. Come on, nephew. You so in love with the past, you'll never meet the future. I'm just trying to convince you to make a contribution to the new you, the future, FUBU. Time to make the switch from VHS to Hulu. Who trying to grow with me? I don't want to judge you. I 
don't wanna judge you. No, I don't. No, I only wanna challenge you. Yes, I do. Yeah, because I really love you. Now say it back to me. 